I'm Dr. Kimberly Manning. And this is Dr. Ashley McMullen. And you're listening to the Human Doctor Podcast, where we explore the human side of medicine, along with teaching, living, learning, and all things in between. Using the power of storytelling, conversation, and connectedness. Hey, we're two dope academic internal medicine doctors, but we ain't your doctors. So if you perceive anything we say here as medical advice, no, it ain't that. Also, the things we say, they only reflect our brilliant black woman magic mind and not our employers. You could have been anywhere, y'all, but you chose to be here with us and we appreciate you. Let's Let's go. go. Okay. I guess I'll stop eating these pistachios before (laughs) I start to hear it. So excellent. Try to chew real quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think I should let the audience know that Jules is coming in hot this morning slash afternoon, straight out the salon. She's looking good, looking fresh. But you remember Jules is high porosity. Um, And because she is high porosity, usually I have a process with my hair that makes me not like to come straight to work. Mm. After getting my hair done, I like to usually get it done and then put a little oil or something in it and tie it down and allow Mm. the oil to kind of suck into it, which happens pretty fast. It actually happens over like about 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And then I can kind of go about my day. So right now I kind of have that big hair situation going, but you know. Yeah. No. They care, don't care. I love it. And it looks like got a little trim on the edges. Yeah. We got a little trim in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which as a sidebar, I would just say what I love the most about my stylist Sakina um, is that we don't even have to talk about it. She'll say like, what, what length are we trying to go for? Are we just trying to stay around here? And I'll say, yeah. And she would just maintain my hair at whatever length I want it at without a whole big thing where it like grows out, looks weird. And I say, can I get a haircut today? <laughs> she just maintains it. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Man. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Sakina, man. Shout out to Sakina. Yes. She offers good therapy too. Mm-hmm. Mahalia's still in her uh, Marley twist. <laughs> Mahalia said, this is it. You've got to take this down. I told her <laughs> that she could have another week. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We we took that to heart. Um, but we know that, you know, this this next weekend has got to be the the time where Mahalia comes out and gets to breathe a little bit, you know, gets some much needed moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, that's harder to infuse when uh when she's in twist for a long time. But I gotta say, I'm really feeling this hairstyle. It's been it's been easy on us. Mm. So I'm not gonna lie, I did go ahead and book the next appointment to get twist okay. back in. Okay. So yeah, we gonna rock this. Don't have this Amanda thing. intervene on you. You better watch out. She might have to fly in and be like, "Yo, right? Exactly." Now we we talked about it. We talked about it. So oh, okay. we're okay. we're not going straight back into twist. We're gonna you know probably give it about a week, week and a half, and then retwist. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm here for all versions of Mahalia, whether she's out of the twist, in the twist, Bantu knots, whatever she decides to do. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. We'll switch it up again one day, but you know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a creature of habit. It's all good. So then did you learn anything or experience anything this week worth sharing with me and others? Yes. So let's see. Actually had a good week. I finally got some sleep this weekend and had a, like a really great weekend, just hanging out with, with friends and doing like some reading, some writing. And Mm -hmm. I actually got to do an interview with Danielle Ofri. 
Mm. Uh, who you know <laughs> Ruby shout out to Danielle Ofri and the yes. Bellevue Literary Review yes so full disclosure I did join the board of the BLR uh, which has been an awesome experience it's an organization that's been around for 20 years and has been connected to NYU but is now branching out into his own independent nonprofit and doing some really cool things mm-hmm. so we're planning a event to kind of commemorate uh, year number two of the pandemic in March And so this weekend, what we did was talk to a couple of the writers who had submitted pieces to the BLR and just talk about what that process was like, how the writing has evolved. And one of the writers, Shonda McManus, is a primary care physician out on the East Coast who had submitted a piece that's published in the BLR called Breathing. Really, really moving. Uh, Struck Mm -hmm. me in a number of ways. I I would encourage everybody to subscribe to the, the literary magazine which is just full of like essays and poetry and just mm-hmm. deep humanistic writing related to, to healthcare, not just by healthcare professionals, but her essay kind of walked through her experience over, you know, the first year or so of the pandemic and kind of, you know, what that was like for her and really kind of brings you into that, that world, that immersive experience mm-hmm. along with being a black woman. So you can check it out for free online, actually. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. If we had show notes, we would drop it there, but oh, well. Yeah. Y'all just gonna have to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Google, Google say, we'll drop that in the show notes. I'm like, oh, we don't have those. But. Yeah, we, we get them eventually, though. Y'all just go, go on and Google that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. sounds amazing. Danielle Ofri is awesome. And um, I love that you're getting the chance to work with her. That's great. Me too. She's definitely a, a hero. So it's cool to so. have heroes that become your, your colleagues and friends. Say word, say mm-hmm. word. I know how that feels. Yep. Um, how about you, sis? Besides watching Encanto five more times <laughs> and patiently waiting for you to catch up with me uh-huh. on that, I also uh, listened to and downloaded the soundtrack to Encanto. I know, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking <laughs> But like... I have developed a new talent, which is that I could pretty much probably lip sync the entire, we don't talk about Bruno song, every single person's part. Mm -hmm. So if anybody is looking for a partner in karaoke to go on and drop that, you know, I got you, I got you on whichever (laughs) part you want, the fast parts, the slow parts, the rapping parts, all that really, really hyped about that. Um, I was talking to you about this earlier. I'm just thinking a little bit about the divide that happens between the haves and the have nots um, Mm. as it relates to educational opportunities and doors opening. I have a son who's a junior in high school, and right now we are applying to some summer programs. And the most prestigious of those summer programs are ones I know about because I'm a physician who is connected to people who have connections to people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these great programs, they call for resources. They call for you to just be in spaces that even I, as a kid of, you know, college educated parents in Inglewood, I was not, I was not a kid who would even know anything about any of these things. Yeah. So, you know, on one end, I'm excited about the possibility of what he'll get to do this summer. On the other end, I'm super reflective about who I can put on. You know what, Ash, one of the coolest things about making full professor is that probably every day I wake up and I think about who, who can I put on? Mm. Who do I know that will hook somebody up? Who can I connect somebody to? And then I have friends who are thinking the same way at the same time. And a lot, a lot of us are around the same age now. Instead of really feeling hopeless about it, I'm, I know I'm mad connected. I know a lot of people. Yeah. And I have a pretty decent platform 
on social media to create spaces for people to see things. And so I'm just thinking a lot about that. How can I put people on? How can I get people's demo tapes listened to? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, I'm one among many who's benefited from your, your approach to lifting as you climb. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's so easy to get, get, like you said, get caught up in the hopelessness and like the frustration, but like there's always an opportunity to leverage your position in some way. Word. Oh, so, yeah. I'm here for that. I love it. Encanto, Encanto, Encanto. Well, folks, <laughs> I got to say time has flown by. It is already the second week of February. And here we are at episode number 30. That's 30. 30 weeks, y'all. Y'all been rocking with us. Wow. Since what? Was it June 2021? Yeah. Well, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. It's been a minute. <laughs> In any case, we have decided to maybe just take a, a quick hiatus, you know, decompress a little bit. But, you know, we're going to end this second season on the highest <laughs> of high notes <laughs> because... The Dr. Kimberly Manning will be presenting the story today. And I, for mm-hmm. one, am president of the Kimberly Manning fan club. <laughs> Still trying to get that trademarked. But for now, I am thrilled to have a front row seat to whatever it is that you have to share with us, or shall I say, bless us with. Uh, is this how you feel when I like do all that pomp and circumstance? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. 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 Because I was like, I feel like low key angst about that. <laughs> but it's all good yeah okay y'all know this is also a bye week for the people who love them some Ashley stories and that includes me so (laughs) as far as I'm concerned I just show up on the bye week do a little something and then we get back to the regularly scheduled programming which is Ashley right 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 Uh, I have a word for you today though okay what is the what the what is Shocker. Originality. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if she forgot she was supposed to pick up where we left off. No, I did okay. not forget. I did not forget. I did not I love forget. it. Um, the, the what is originality? Um, what do you think of when you hear the word originality? I think of something authentic, mm-hmm. unique, that's just true and original, not trying to fit into a particular box. I love that. Um, that's perfect. And I also love that um, this idea that all of us are originals, even if you're an identical twin, you're still an original. Mm. We have all sorts of things in us, but sometimes we do not trust our own creativity and what we can do. And so we borrow or plagiarize mm-hmm. or steal something and hope somebody doesn't know. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to take you back to probably around 2008, 2009. It was a day when I was working at Grady. I think I was on the hospital service. I was very, very busy that morning and finally had a little moment of diastole to go and have some lunch. It was Mm -hmm. a sunny day and I decided I would go by myself and walk up the street to the Sweet Auburn Market, which is on Auburn Avenue or sort of near Auburn Avenue in a historic part of Atlanta, Mm -hmm. right by Grady. And one of my favorite places to go have lunch. So I'm walking down there, but you know, this is all like right by Grady in downtown Atlanta. So you pass all kinds of people, patients, employees, 
characters of every sort. Mm-hmm. And so I walk down and as I walk in down there, I, I go down there and get my food and come on back. It's pretty uneventful, which is surprising um, on a sunny day in Atlanta. Yeah. But sure enough, that would that would end soon because as I take a few steps back toward my office on the curb, this man steps in front of me, right in front of my path. Mm-hmm. And he looks me in the face and he looks to be somebody that might be experiencing homelessness, but I'm not sure. But he looks at me and he goes, hey, are you busy? And I was like, yo, what is it? Where are we going with this? <laughs> and I said, you know what, sir? I'm getting ready to go back to work. Um, he was like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, listen, listen. And I could tell that it sounded like he was about to ask me for some money or to go get him something to eat. And I was prepared basically to just give him the food in my hand. I'm not trying to take your food. No, no, I'm not. And I'm not even trying to ask you for no cash or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? And I said, okay. But what I'm saying to you is I'm trying to see if you might be willing to let me, you know, entertain you in some way for you to give me a few dollars so I could give you something to eat. Mm. I was very intrigued by this because I'm Kimberly Manning and I'm intrigued (laughs) by these kinds of things. Like most people will be like across the street, like, let me get away from this dude. Yep. I was like, entertain me, but like how? He said, well, some people sing, some people dance. Me, I rap. And he didn't even say rap. He said, I raps. I said, you raps? I said, okay, then. He said, yeah, you know, I got bars. I was like, word, you got bars. He's like, yeah. And I said, okay, so, um, you know, you got some bars for me? Like, do you, what do you do? You freestyle or what? I fr- everything I do is freestyle. I was like, word, okay. I love hip hop music. So I'm like, so what, what, how does this work? Literally me standing on the curb in my white coat. <laughs> Dude is like, um, so, okay. So I'm so probably, you know, I don't know what you think like about is $3 fair. I was like, $3 sale fair. I got $3. So, I mean, but you might have to give me something dope. Uh-huh. And, um, and he was like, can you beatbox? I said, can I beatbox? I said, sir, you know what? Like I probably could be box, but I'm not going to be box out here on the yeah. corner in front mm-hmm. of Grady. Cause you know, I'm a whole entire doctor. That's where you draw the line. <laughs> I said, I mean, I can clap my hands or I can tap my foot. Meanwhile, people are just walking by, ain't nobody stopping. <laughs> He's like, okay, okay. So I said, I t- tell you what, I just snap and go, uh, 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 give you a beat. Right. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. So this dude is like, okay, he like rubbing his hands together. I'm getting hyped. I'm like, what is he getting ready to say? Cause I know it's about to be funny. <laughs> And he's like, okay, check me out. Okay, check me out. And he keeps saying that. I was like, look, I stop him. I'm like, look, I'm only going to check you out so much longer. My food getting cold. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I said, okay, okay. So I say, we start again. Uh, uh. And he's like, okay, check me out. Check me out. I was like, oh my God. So right when I'm getting ready to interrupt him again, he goes, here's a message to the ladies. Married, single, and even the ones with babies. He's talking, and I realize I know this. I know this. I know this. I, this sounds so familiar to me. I was like, God, it's so obscure. Where do I know this from? So I'm listening, and he is just in it. And finally, I stop him and I stare at him and I say, Is this a freestyle? And he says, Yeah, it's a freestyle. I only freestyle. I was like, man, you know what? This is not your lucky day. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you have chosen to bite the rhyme of an obscure 
LA rapper and you stopped somebody from LA to do it. <laughs> that is yo-yo. That's yo-yo's rhyme. I said that. And that's like on a B-reel of one of her mixtapes, but I know the song. And he was like, just staring at me. I was like, you bit yo-yo's rhyme in the middle of Atlanta, Georgia, man. Come on. Wow. <laughs> He was like, no, no, no. I said, no, no, no. I know that whole song. It, it's called Girl Don't Be No Fool. I know the song. Yeah. And he was just staring, like he was just frozen staring. Me. I was like, you know, I was getting ready to give you this. I was going to give you $3 and a $2 tip on it. I have a five in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I was about to hook you up. I said, the only way for you to remedy this is for you to give me a real freestyle. I can't believe you done stopped me out here and got me out here listening to yo-yo's rhyme that I already know. And I know most of the words to it, even like Encanto. So he stares at me for a minute and then he starts to rhyme. Okay. To no beat. And it was a very different type of rhyme. Of course, I don't remember everything he said, but it was good. Mm-hmm. It was decent. And when he finished, I said, why did you just do that the first time? He was like, you know what? I got nervous. And mm. I, I was thinking like, I do have something I could probably say, but it won't be as good as this. So mm. I'll just, I'll just do this and you probably won't know it. And I was like, huh, I actually like what you had to say coming from you better than you spitting yo-yo's bars. Cause those were her bars. And he was like, yeah. So Anyway, I gave him the $5. I told him, you know, keep rhyming, go buy some food, don't buy nothing else, but that ain't my business. And I walked away thinking about that a lot. And I was just thinking about how easy it is to not trust your own talents Mm -hmm. and the the endless fount of ideas that we all have and talents that we all have. Now, they're different talents and different gifts, but the things that make you afraid to tap into them. Yeah. So here is this medical doctor in her stiff white coat walking down the street with a bag of food that she probably overpaid for. And first of all, it probably never in a million years occurred to him that I would actually stop and talk to him. And then once he had my audience, right, he was probably like, oh, shoot, I don't even know what to do with this moment. Let me, let me pull out something safe. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it just makes me think about the times when I feel exactly like him, where I had a big opportunity and I had something in me that I thought would be dope and that could have been dope, but I went with something safe, yeah. a safe idea, a safe concept, a safe presentation, a safe lecture, a safe talk. I went with the version of yo-yo's rhyme that he bit on the street that day. Mm. Yeah. Me and my sister Deanna used to love yo-yo. So we used, we knew all the, all the words to yo-yo. I was like, did he just buy yo-yo? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Can I ask how, how old this individual was or like how old did they, they look? I estimate that the individual was probably about 30, 31. Okay. Old enough to have encountered a real major throwback hip hop tape. It makes me think of, I don't know, it's like, working this very loose metaphor in my mind that's not eloquent at all but just you know how we all come into this world like like clay Mm -hmm. and how 
kind of inherent talents are just like, you know, it's like, like water in the clay. Like we all have this potential to like be formed Mm -hmm. into something beautiful and unique and original. Mm -hmm. And there are aspects of society and and fear that just makes everybody want to just be a square. Mm -hmm. It's just like, go with like the angles and the lines and like the things that, you know, you know, where the square fits and there's nothing wrong with the square, but it's just the loss of that potential yeah. And, you know, the, the fear around doing something different, but different mm-hmm. is what we really need. Mm-hmm. What I thought about with him is that the, like, I can't really control what he was doing, but I can control what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so it re- immediately before I was mostly just, <laughs> mostly I just thought it was funny. The whole thing. I just thought it was <laughs> like, oh, my life is like a Seinfeld episode. It is so funny. It is actually, um, it is funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, um, but over time, I thought about my piece in this story, mm. which is that I could have stopped. I could have not stopped, you know, and I admit what prompted me to stop was not some deep existential thing. It was just that I knew something was about to happen. That was going to be funny, <laughs> like that was going to be funny and that would probably make my day. But what I didn't really think about was the fact that maybe the thing that people need to to, to, to mold their clay mm-hmm. is permission, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe you've grown up in an environment or your circumstance is such that you're just trying to survive. And when you finally, finally get that moment to make your elevator pitch, you know, it's life or death for you. You're just like, I got to say the thing that's going to just help me close this deal. Right. Yeah. Um, versus turning the, you know, light back on you and being like, you know what, I, 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 I'm good enough to do this thing. Let, mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, you have no idea what happened to that man. <laughs> and I imagine that he probably tried to stop another 10 people um, who probably was like, man, if you don't get up out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or he got people with their yo-yo line. Cause I mean, that is a really like throwback. Right. Although I don't know. I feel like if I tried that once and someone hit me with the, I know exactly who you're biting this bar off of. I don't know that I would, I would have the guts to try that again. <laughs> and, um, and we even like chuckled a little bit about it afterwards. I was like, yeah, I just, me and my sister used to drive from California back to college in Alabama. And that was one of the tapes that we listened to over and over again. Mm-hmm. And um, this song was like a um, empowering call to action for, for women. And we loved it. She started off the song saying, here's a message to the ladies, married, single, and even the ones with babies. And, and she went into this whole thing to empower women. And there's this one line in it where she's like, walks up on a friend and says, home girl, what's up with the black eye? And the girl goes, uh, I fail. She go, huh? Now that's a damn lie. <laughs> And then she launched it to the rest of our bars and me and my sister knew every word. And I was like, damn, it is his unlucky. (laughs) (laughs) I know this whole song, bro. You bit the rhyme. But you had rhymes all along. Yeah. I think that's the special part. It's just like, let me actually hear you. Here's your opportunity. Like, this is what you wanted. Give me something original. I don't know. Maybe, maybe his mixtape is floating around out there. We got to see. <laughs> he might be right. I can't really remember like exact. I, I mean, I do remember some of what he looks like, but not that much. So I'm like, what if he's really famous? And I just don't remember. <laughs> I know. And then what if he's two back? chains, two chains. Is that you? <laughs> two chains. I don't know. Um, but you know what else I think too? 
I also think about times when I, I have an idea or I know that a, a concept was, was my idea. Mm-hmm. And then I see some version of it that's very close. But, you know, now I've come to realize again that we just have a fountain of creative ideas that mm-hmm. it's going to be more where that came from. So now, I mean, I don't want to see anybody get paid a whole bunch of money off of my idea, but <laughs> fortunately I work in the academic sector. So there's really no money in any of, <laughs> any of the people biting my rhymes <laughs> in academic medicine, but you know, yeah. Um, I just think we, we, we um, need to trust what we can do. Mm-hmm. Trust your own original ideas. Trust your own original ideas and give folks permission. Give folks permission. Yeah. Trademark your damn self. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well, sis, as again, as the the president and CEO of the Kimberly Manning fan club, I want to thank you for that word. Because every time I, I find myself, which I have either through writing or teaching, and you know, we've talked about like giving talks without the standard 15 citations of you know, randomized controlled trials, but just to speak something original and something true, how, how refreshing that can be and how necessary it is. Mm-hmm. So this speaks so sometimes to that. you can surprise yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, like, I didn't even know that was in me. Yeah. But once you see what's in you, then you'll trust more, more things you'll be willing to step a little further and a little further. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Well, sis, me and uh, Poofy Jules, uh, we are doing the virtual clinic this afternoon Mm. here at Grady Hospital. So, yeah. Okay. Well, me and Mahalia are going to start this day off. I'm going to probably add a little bit more moisture to my roots. She's looking a little crispy out here. And then we're going to get this week started. So... Word. Well, I love you. And um, I mean, I don't want people to think I'm not going to talk to you until we uh, <laughs> regroup because I would, that would never work. I would fall apart. We're going to just move the conversation offline, which will involve a lot more curse words. And- <laughs> That's our OnlyFans version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll bring my daddy in too for some, exactly. some choice portions. <laughs> All right, sis. All right. Holla. Holla. That wraps up this week's episode of the Human Doctor Podcast. Special thanks to our favorite brother gastroenterologist, Dr. Chuma Obiname for the beats. Shout out to the Dr. Ashley McMullen for editing and production. Mad love to our podcast family at The Nocturnist and The Clinical Problem Solvers, our med Twitter fam. And especially shout out to all of you, our listeners. Until next week, remember, we see you and you are enough. Holla! Holla.